It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. Plus, FanDuel lets me jump in on the action anytime with live betting during games. So download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined this episode, as I am with every episode, by my co-host, my BFF, my companion, professional better, who we will be talking about NFL futures with and NFL free agency and how maneuvers are impacting what we're thinking about. NFL, Simon Hunter, hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. Truly no offseason. It really is. It feels like every year the offseason gets smaller in the NFL. Now it might be down to, what, one week after the Super Bowl, and that's kind of it. It's just so much QB drama, so many moves. It it, it really does never end now, which I love because I just love football. The NFL is so fucking greedy. They cannot give any other league its its attention. I mean, the NBA is coming down to the end of another exciting season. Major League Baseball has players going to the World Baseball Classic, and it's super fun for the players who can actually survive a game. March <laughs> Madness actually has the highest ratings it's ever had. Yeah. We've got Purdue gambling. getting knocked out. Kansas getting knocked out. We got people gambling. We got TCU with a backdoor bad beat for the ages. We got Princeton advancing. We got Fairleigh Dickinson advancing. So far, the coach got a new contract today to go to Iona and replace Rick Pitino. And yet, it's NFL. And we're going to talk more about the NFL with my other BFF, an Action Network OG, Chris Raybon, our NFL analyst. And NFL analyst limits him too much. He can't be confined because he does so much NBA too. Uh, Before we bring in Chris, I got to remind people because I've been talking about game time for so many episodes, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. I love game time. Honestly, I use it all the time. And if you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week or even a concert, game time has amazing last minute deals on tickets to all of these events. I'm actually going to open the Game Time app right now from my house here in Connecticut. And guess what, folks? I can go see tonight the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Brooklyn Nets 
and I can get in the building for 25 bucks. That easy. I can go see playoff quality NBA action tonight, live, 25 bucks. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. And you can redeem code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Raybon. Yo. Bears. Simon and I have been talking about the Bears. I bet the Bears at 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl the day after the Super Bowl. You've decided to join the bandwagon. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I love the Bears this year. I mean, you look at this team and you got Justin Fields. I don't think there's any quarterback in the division that's going to be significantly better than him. Obviously, you know, you have Cousins, uh, you know, Goff when he's at home. But this team not only improved their roster um, drastically in free agency. I mean, every player they signed was, you know, near the top of, you know, essentially in their prime uh, that they signed. You know, Nate Davis was the top 20 guard. You had DJ Moore, Deontay Foreman, uh, Demarcus Walker, Billings, Tremaine Edwins, TJ Edwards. I mean, these guys were all playing uh, very well last year. So if they can carry that over, um, that's just going to be a, a massive talent infusion. And then you still got 10 draft picks, four in the top 64. You got the most cap space in the league. I, I, I really like this Chicago Bear team, especially because you look at Green Bay, they're not going to be the same. Minnesota was a bottom six team in terms of overall DVOA. Uh, they won a lot of one-score games. Those That usually regresses from one year uh, to the next. And then you got Detroit. And I think Detroit will be uh, good as well. But Detroit is already priced up. You know, everyone's expected them to win the division already. So give me some Chicago, uh, all of the futures. But I, I like their division odds at three to one. I really think they are in play this year. I think they're set up for now and they're set up for the future. Sweet home, Chicago. Simon, I'm just giving you a chance to dip, brother. That's that's all it is. So <laughs> tell me your thinking, because I do. I have a very specific question for you and for Matt Mitchell, Buffalo Bills superfan Matt Mitchell, about Edmonds, who Raybon just mentioned, who the Bears signed from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but give me your take. Yeah, I'm 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 all in on them. I just we when the season ended, I knew the Bears were going to be a team that the line was going to run on just because the pros were going to be all over it. Like the public, they're stupid. They'll never kind of understand what we're looking at here. We're the same thing as the Jags last year. Did I really think the Jaguars are going to win the Super Bowl when they were at 150 to one? No, but me and Chad talked about, it's all about taking a position of a team that we thought they had a good chance of winning the division, which means they're going to be a four seed or better. And they'll be at home in the playoffs, which is a great position to hedge on. So it's the same thing in the bears here. It's not that it's all fallen into place, Chad, but it's, it doesn't get much better than it's gone this off season. You got, the MVP, the Hall of Famer, Rodgers, leaving your division, getting replaced by an unproven kid in Jordan Love. You have the Vikings, won the division. Now they're going to have to play a first-place schedule. I mean, they're losing guys left and right as well, the Vikings. So this Bears team, everything they've done this offseason has been a positive. They're one of the few teams that, you know, most teams are going to have a couple of negatives. They're going to lose a couple of guys. 
you guys really have anything to lose, right? You kind of had been bare bones. You had stripped everything down, but you had the key piece. And the key piece was a rookie that's talented on the rookie pay scale at your quarterback position. Now, do we know how good of a thrower Justin Fields is? No, we don't. We know he's incredible at one, one aspect of offense, which is running. So right there, that was a huge advantage for us. And the fact that they've now gone out and added a guy like DJ Moore, Chad, it's I don't know how Bear fans are taking it, but as someone that loves watching DJ Moore's tape, he could easily be a top five wide receiver in football. And he's young as hell. So that's what I mean. There's just you guys have done so much. I think Chris nailed on the head of name and all the guys you've added this offseason, the defensive side as well as the offensive line. It's just all good, Chad. And you still have money to spend. That's the craziest part. You still have a couple more moves to make even before this draft even happens. So we've seen, like Chad talked about, we got them at 100 to 1. We got them at 80 to 1. We got them at 70 to 1. They're down in most books now, 40 to 1, 35 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And I could still see it keep dropping if they keep adding good pieces here. So, hey, I'm trying to kind of trying to keep Chad in line here, but holy shit, the Bears are just killing it right now. You don't know how Bears fans feel. We're fucking losing it, Simon. <laughs> like my, I am trying so hard not to increase expectations because I do want to remember Justin Fields is only in the second year of this offense, and the truth is they didn't even start implementing the kind of offense they're playing in the latter half of the year until after that. I think it was week six or seven against Washington. And so, and Fields was banged up at the end of the year. So he's barely played in the offense that they're going to be playing in when the year begins. But I will contend that Josh Allen was not Josh Allen until he got Stefan Dix. And so if, to me, Josh Allen is the analog for Justin Fields, they say Justin Fields is inaccurate, but who's he throwing to? And so you give him a top flight receiver like DJ Moore, and I think all of a sudden you're changing his trajectory and increasing his ability to be accurate because you're getting a guy who can catch the ball. His catch radius is greater. He's yeah. going to get to more balls that otherwise would not have been caught. So um, the downside, if I may. Raybon, you mentioned Tremaine Edmonds. All week. I've been getting that from Simon and from Matt Mitchell, this Tremaine Edmonds, can you believe he's only 24? He's been in the league for 10 years already, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Do you think he's a good player? Yes. Yes. He is a good player. He's, now he's a linebacker and, you know, linebackers are uh, a little tougher to, to judge sometimes, but I, I think he really took a step forward last year. Now I, I thought last year was his best year. I, I didn't think he really had a great year uh, until last year, but I mean, I, I think his coverage, his past coverage really improved last year. Um, you know, I, I think he can do it all now. And if you look at, you know, and obviously this is not the end all be all, but you know, something like PFF grades, he was a top five linebacker last year, you know, right there, you know, him and TJ Edwards are both top 10 guys in their grades and Tremaine Edmonds had never had a grade. Uh, I, I don't even think he was average before last year. So a little bit of a one hit wonder, but you know, the talent is there You and you know, the tools are there. So you always kind of expected him to come into his own. Um, but that's kind of the case across the board for the, for everyone, the Bears sign, you look at how they graded out 
uh, top of their position. You look at how they were playing on tape last year, uh, top of their position. Uh, and and let me just say, why stop at Josh Allen? Let's, why don't we compare Justin Fields to somebody who actually made it to a Super Bowl? Jalen Hurts wasn't Jalen Hurts till they got A.J. Brown. So, now Ravens just throwing shade at Matt Mitchell <laughs> and the Buffalo Bills. Look, I will contend that the Buffalo Bills window, it's closed. Like oh, God. they are they are <laughs> third in that conference behind the Chiefs and the Bengals right now. I think the Dolphins are nipping at their heels. Uh, I would be very worried if I were a Buffalo Bills fan right now uh matt mitchell all i'm seeing right now on the zoom as we record this podcast is matt mitchell smiling picture a photo and i'm very curious to know like what his face looks like for real but he won't come on the video uh simon you can you, you laughed when i said that about the buffalo bills but i'm down on this team right now and i'm high on tremaine edmonds but why are you and matt mitchell giving me such a hard time about the tremaine Ed, tremaine edmonds signing well, I'll just bust your balls because it's just so much money to give to the kid. I mean, I, I'm agree. I agree with Chris. I think last year was a great year for him, but they're paying him if he, he's going to be an All Pro. So now he needs to be an All Pro, Chad. And that's that's high expectations for the kid. But I'm I'm completely out with you on the Bills. I think the Bills they're still in the window to me. They still got all the key pieces there. Um, Josh Allen was hurt. Like that's why. People are taking a lot of shots at Josh Allen from last year. You can go back and watch the film. He changed his throwing style just because he was laboring on that elbow. So the Bills, if this is how a lot of people feel like Chad does, this is the dream if you're a Bills fan. Like last year, I shit on them all season, not because I wanted to, but because in no world should they have been the favorites to win a Super Bowl. They're an unproven team that the public just fell in love with because they felt like they were unlucky. This is even better. You you want the public to be out on them, so – um, as someone that wants to bet the Bills, I hope the public feels like that, like that Chad does, and maybe they start 0 and 2, and I can get them at 14 to 1 or 15 to 1 to win the Super Bowl in that tough AFC. So, uh, to me, the, the Bills will be a buy low if, if people feel this way because I'm with Chad. The people like the new toys and the Jets when they get Rodgers, they're going to be the all hype team. I mean, we're seeing that 14 to 1 now. The Jets are 14 to 1. So, that's just one of those things where the public is really stupid. They they kind of like the new toy and the Jets in that division, they're gonna be the new toy. And I'm again, I don't want to shit on the Bills too hard, but Chad's not too far off. Their window is closing very quickly here. So I think this year, maybe next year, maybe that'll be when the window closes, but I still think they're totally not out of it. I still put them as a top three, top two team in the AFC. What do you think of my Bills hot take, Raybon? I think that when you look at the Bills in a vacuum. You say they didn't get better in the offseason, but I don't think the Bengals got better. I, I think the Bengals got worse, and I think the Chiefs got worse. So uh, it's kind of a wash there. And then you, you got the Jets, but first of all, the Jets are, like Simon said, they're already way too overpriced. I mean, I went back and looked at the Packers' odds entering the season after Rodgers was coming off his MVPs over the last couple of years. And they were 12 to one and 20 to one. So the Jets are 14 to one and Aaron Rodgers coming off pretty much his worst season uh, of the last 
10 really uh, pretty much of his career I mean I, I think last season was worse than even some of those ones in the you know before he won the MVP he was kind of falling off so uh, I think the Jets are way overpriced uh and just going back you know with Evans and, and the money they're paying him you could do that when you got your quarterback on a rookie deal and you got the most cap space in the league you know linebacker is not a premium position but if you want to make sure to you know to, to that that you're good at that position you could throw money at it when you got a quarterback or a rookie deal and and kind of what the bears have so they're kind of a unique situation where uh i don't think some of these moves you know would work for another team but for the bears uh i, I think they work uh, a lot more when linebackers get to chicago they transform into monsters that is just the way it goes that is history fellas let the old guy teach you a little bit about history. Tremaine Edmonds will be an all pro this year because he will be <laughs> the latest in the pantheon of the monsters of the midway. Are we not even, we're not even going to give any love to, uh, to Edwards. I, I Edwards love Edwards. Probably, Edwards I probably love a better Edwards. linebacker of the two. I mean, as good as Edmonds was last year, Edwards is, you know, he's been doing this. So I'm so excited about Edwards. Like to me, they have in one fell swoop and expensive swoop. Yeah. The bears have, rebuilt their linebacking core and solidified uh, the middle of their defense. And I think it's outstanding. I think Edwards was a phenomenal player for the Eagles last year, a great, great leader. Tackler. Like mm -hmm. Simon, you, you, you've watched him more than I did. Yeah. Biggest jump by far of anyone, in the Eagles defense. He was a kind of a guy that was like, okay, we'll bring in Dean here. We'll draft a kid out of Georgia. He'll probably step in some. We'll have Edwards just play cover linebacker. He was arguably one of our best tacklers, one of the leaders on defense. So I'm glad he got paid. I think you guys got him on a good deal. Like, I think he still was getting paid as if, you know, prove it again, do it again kind of deal. I, I love that signing for you guys. Again, two two really good linebackers that should solidify. What are you guys going to run? A 3-4 defense, I believe. So um, pretty interesting moves by the Bears defense, especially now if Carter might drop all the way down to ninth. You get that guy in the middle. It's It could all be breaking right for this Bears team. It's going to be very – it has a – you know what it has? Uh Years ago, before the Buccaneers won their first Super Bowl, uh, Warren Sapp was supposed to be a top five pick and yeah. dropped down to the Bucs, I think, at 12 because there were rumors about smoking Cocaine. marijuana or he had yeah. failed a drug test, like idiotic stuff. The Bucs got a Hall of Famer. You know, they got a top five pick mid first round. They got a Hall of Famer. The tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash favorites and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. In the Sweet 16, my favorite bet is Alabama. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash favorites to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Must be 21 or older and in select states. First online, real money wager only, $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. 
that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Speaking of the draft, the latest mock I saw that was on actionnetwork.com, for, for, by, by the way, CJ Stroud, number one, Bryce Young, two, Will Anderson, three, Anthony Richardson for Will Levis at seven to the Raiders. I'm glad to see at least one mock draft that has CJ Stroud as the number one overall pick because it is absurd to me that Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young would get love as the number one pick. It's not fucking peewee football, okay? And it's not a developmental league. So go with a guy who you've at least seen enough film on to be able to say, oh yeah, this guy's a legitimate quarterback. And I think he's got enough upside here. So I'm like that CJ Stroud is now getting some love at number one from the Panthers. Simon, are you shaking your head in the affirmative or the negative? Oh, uh, well, I, I agree with it. I've finally moved CJ to my number one spot. I did have Bryce there for a while. Then once I got into this offseason, I, I moved him quickly to the second round just because I talked about it. I just don't think he has the body for the NFL. So I've always, I kind of moved CJ up to one. I've been flipping back and forth between him and Anthony and I agree. CJ should be the number one guy. He's got the body. He's got the arm. He's got the mind. He's he's talented. My only knock is, you know, there's just come there's a couple of things you talk about where you don't. I get where you're coming from, Chad, but you just don't want a finished product. That's the biggest thing is you want you want that piece of clay, but you want to mold it in your own way. And the reason I love Anthony Richardson so much is that this kid, he's got everything right now except the brain. And a lot of these coaches, once they get your hand, their hands on these guys, even if they don't have the brain, if they have that athleticism, I mean, Daniel Jones, yes, you could say he went to Duke. The kid might be an idiot for all I know. But I saw once he got a good coach, the coach could take advantage of his athletic ability. He built that offense around him. Daniel Jones just had a career year and just got paid a shit ton of money. And that's what I'm kind of thinking here with Richardson, where I don't know if Richardson is going to be great in the NFL, but what I do know is the kid can run. And I knew that's why, you know, when I pitched you him at whatever that was, 50 to one or whatever to be the first pick. I didn't really think he was going to be the first pick. I just thought this kid's going to have athleticism. That's going to really shine in these drills. And it's going to move up the draft board. Now the team I'm consulting with, I can tell you this much. When I pitched him in well, whether that was early February, I thought I was gonna be fired on the spot. These people looked at me like, who the hell is this jabroni talking about Anthony Richardson? And that's completely flipped where, I think now that I've talked to these guys more often, I think more people are coming to his side, and that's why you've seen him shoot up this draft board. But if I was still – if I had the first pick, if I'm trying to be safe, right, if I'm if I'm a guy like Frank Reich who's, you know, he's dealt with a lot of BS over his early coaching career and now he's in Carolina, I'd play it safe if it goes CJ. But if I was 
a team like Houston that needed to make a big splash in AFC that has, we can say, five really good young quarterbacks, it's got to be Richardson. He's got the highest upside of anyone in this draft. So to me, I still think he should be the number two. The only thing with Houston that sucks is I think a Houston, the owner's going to be making that decision there. I don't think it's – people are going to be pitching to this guy, but I think in the end it's it's his decision. And right now, from everything I've heard, it seems like it's going to be Bryce. So um, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think he's looking at it like you do, Chad, where you want the finished product. You want the guy you know that's going to be good. And I do agree. Bryce would be good in the NFL. I think he can play. I just don't think he has an upside of ever being a top five guy. He just does not, to me, have that upside where Richardson does. So it has been nonstop back and forth with people with this draft season. It's been really fun because you have such polarizing quarterbacks here. And, you know, I might die in a hill here with Anthony Richardson, but to me it was more about me just taking a position. Like it's now an easy hedge now. If I want to take CJ, I can take him now, whatever it is, uh, minus 200 or minus 250 be the first pick. That's an easy hedge if you had Richardson at 40 to 1 or greater or even 10 to 1. Um, it's still an easy hedge. So to me that was my whole love for him. But I'm, I'm interested to hear what Chris's view is because, you know, we just – we have not seen an Ohio State quarterback work out, Chad. I don't want to shit on Justin Fields. It just has not happened in my lifetime. Now, you could say Joe Burrow did. Joe Burrow was a nothing until he went to LSU. Once he got that confidence at LSU, that's what kind of changed Joe Burrow. Like, that's what changed his whole playing style. That was an Ohio State Joe Burrow. So, that's my big weird here, Chad. It's just Ohio State, they always have a Marvin Harrison Jr. wide receiver that makes these quarterbacks look incredible. I don't know how good these quarterbacks really are. So, like, Justin Fields, I think the kid's got all this talent in the world. He just still hasn't proved in the NFL. That's my only pause with CJ. I, I think CJ's got all the talent. I just – they don't have the history. Like, Ohio State just has not produced winning quarterbacks in the NFL in anyone's lifetime. Literally, we got 100 years of NFL here, and there ain't one Ohio State guy I can think of. So, that's my biggest pause right now, this Ohio State quarterback going one in this draft. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm higher on Bryce than I guess you are. I I think I think he has a high floor and a high ceiling. I mean, I, how many times have people written off guys because of their because of their size or whatnot? And you end up getting some guys that are end up being like Hall of Fame caliber, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, at least until you know last couple of years. So Doug Flutie, <laughs> you know, not nah, so I I don't mind Bryce Young at, at number one. Uh, it's a good point about the Ohio State quarterbacks, but I think, you know, especially, you know, as the game is starting to change, I, I think it, it's I, I think it's going to start changing. Like, I think Justin Fields, you know, we we talked about how much we love Chicago. Obviously, you know, Justin Fields is going to have to play well. And, and I thought he did. You know, I, I thought he took a big step. And, and just watching him, I mean, you could tell get this guy some weapons. I mean, let's not forget his wide receivers last year were. I mean, I don't even remember. It was Equinemius St. Brown. And, <laughs> oh, man, I can't even name these guys right now. Like, it was, no, bad. It was bad. Byron Pringle, um, uh, Nikhil Harry, you know, outside of Mooney, it was bad. So, um, you know, I, I think I think you know, with you, you know, if if Carolina, I think Carolina might actually go Bryce. Um, I think Richardson's still in play for them as well. But, you know, whoever gets CJ, I think, you know, the team around him is obviously going to be important. I think the – development is going to be important uh but you know looking at frank reich in, in carolina uh, you know he he had 
Andrew Luck. And then it was taken away from him. And then ever since then, he's just been playing the the, the quarterback roulette. And so I think a guy like Bryce Young, a, a high floor guy, probably is going to appeal to him. A guy that, you know, kind of like Andrew Luck, can, can come in there and, and give you some semblance of a floor and not be as much of a dip, developmental prospect. So that's why I think Carolina may actually be leaning uh, young over Richardson or Stroud. That, that's just my opinion. I know it's he's never coached. Swapping. He's never coached a quarterback under six, three though. Frank Reich. I mean, that's I think real. That's, that is true. But I, I, I still think Frank Reich is going to look at like height is one variable, right? It's one piece of data, right? You know, that size is one piece of data. There are a lot of you know pieces of data. Every quarterback class is unique. I, I just think, you know, when faced with the choice of these three guys, I think that's who he will uh, roll with. I could be dead wrong, but that that's just my, you know, early lean as of now. I I think Wright goes with, with kind of a safe guy. And just and Wright was kind of a safe, you know, pick for Carolina, even as a head coach. I just think that's kind of the route they want to go. I don't think they want to – I don't think they want to play games and, like, you know, whiff on his pick after they just – uh, you know, traded all this draft capital. So that's just my opinion. And I'm not saying it's even right. You know, I'm not saying it's correct, but I'm just saying that knowing Frank Wright and knowing this organization, I, I, w- I would actually have money on Young uh, going to Carolina. I feel like, Simon, the whole height thing for Frank Reich, that's a bullshit stat. Like, how many times has Frank Reich in his career as You got a, to pick a new quarterback every year for like four years. Yeah, but but as an assistant coach... <laughs> As a coordinator, as a head coach, he's never been in a position to control the players on his roster. When he yeah, was yeah, league, that's what I just told you. He, he was in the Colts every year. He got to pick his quarterback. Okay, but there's 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 only so many quarterbacks that are short anyway. So it's right, even, like it's just I get what you're saying, but yeah, right. It's, you're it's, just it's making my very, point even more though. No, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is, you can't. Because there's a lack of short quarterbacks in general, just you, you can't necessarily just say, well, because I'll send you a clip Frank though. Send you had a, a, a short quarterback, he will never have one because the odds are for you could take anybody in the league, the odds are they're not going to have a short quarterback because there aren't many of them. Like Frank Reich was not in a position to, to get like Drew Brees or Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. You know, it's like there's only so many short quarterbacks in, in the league. I'll send you the clip though of him talking about where he was basically it was him talking about Carson Wentz and why he likes that kind of that big body because he was the, the OC when they drafted Wentz and he's basically his whole pitch was you want a guy that can take the hits because I need a guy that can stand in there and make the throws. Do you really think Bryce Young can take these hits, guys? I mean, that's why like I'm trying not to shit on the kid too much because I'm with you. He has a ton of upside. It's just we've gone too much the other way where it's like this kid who's weighing in at 180, 185 playing weight. It's over like 300, 325 landing on top of Bryce Young. It's over. So that to me, that's why I think CJ is a safe pick. It's like, I don't, I hate shit on Bryce Young because I'm with you. Like this kid's tape, he is so good and he's so smart, but it's yeah. just the body. It's like Hurts had the lower body. Wilson had the lower body. This kid does not have the lower body in any way. I, I just think we're overthinking it. It's like, it, it, all these guys, like it's not even just you gotta that, overthink it though. It's no, the quarterback but, position. All right, but <laughs> let's go back to some of these other guys who we've questioned because of their size. Like uh again, Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Tyler Murray. Like 
these guys Tyler hasn't are, held up. Lamar hasn't held yeah, up. But, but That's these my guys, argument. Okay, okay, but but these guys they held up enough for them to be getting you know, uh, you know, upwards of two hundred million dollar offers. Like it's a relative thing. It's like oh, like there's there's about twenty four franchises, twenty six franchises in the league that would love to have Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Apparently not, though. Apparently not, my guy. So that's well, what I mean. It's just at the NFL, I think they shifted where they're like, yeah, we want the Russell Wilson type. And now they're kind of moving back where it's like, do we want that? Like, is that the future? Because, again, I just think it's these hits, man. Availability is the key to football. It's I am all for Bryce Young. I think he's going to be a good pro. It's just for me personally, I wouldn't touch him because of that. It's just like I just have no faith this kid holding up. I don't care how much weight gainer he's eaten before these combines. He's not going to be playing at 205. That's just not natural body weight for him. So that's my biggest pause for him. Again, I hate shitting on the kid. Who the fuck am I shitting on a kid who's about to be the second pick or first pick in the NFL draft? But that's just part of my job where it's like, I'm pitching to this team right now. Please stay away from him. And the owner's looking at me like, I fucking like Bryce Young. Who the fuck are you? So it is tough. It it is really tough where it's like, I can't predict the future, but I can go back in time and try to tell people it's like, Miami taking Tua was a huge mistake. They should have took Herbert. Herbert had the body for the NFL. Tua didn't. That, to me, would have flipped it right there because both of them had the same credentials coming out. They're both really high-level talent. The Tua got the bump because he was so special, won the national championship. Herbert really did do much, right, at Oregon. His senior year was kind of a dud. Now we look the other way. It's like, yes, Herbert hasn't done much in his career, but he's held up. Other than getting him cracked ribs, He's held up in the NFL, and that's my whole thing. It's like these big bodies, it's the reason these guys hold up, where the little guys, they really don't. I I feel you. I, I just feel like it, it, there's everyone has the potential to get injured, and especially at the quarterback position, it, it's hard to evaluate and, and, and find guys who can play. And I'm just, I just know Bryce Young to play. Like I'll I'll figure yeah. out everything else. Like because like like we talked about a lot of these teams with elite quarterbacks, guys are missing games anyway. So right, you know, like, I, that's just my my philosophy. I get it, but it's just like I can't I can't guarantee you that a guy like Richardson could play. You know the way I could with, with Young. So that's that's just how I look at it. Um, you know, if it was if it was kind of more of a toss up, I, I would say okay. But it, to me, I, I just think I, I just think Bryce is a little bit more of a short thing. But yeah, it's 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 a ph- philosophical difference. But I, I totally understand. Simon said the key phrase: overthinking. He said, "Don't overthink it." I think we have to overthink it because otherwise, <laughs> what are we doing here? It's five fucking months until the NFL starts again. If we don't overthink it now. We're never going to overthink it. (laughs) We are bad media people if we don't overthink this. And as a Bears fan, I find it to be such a relief to not have to debate what the Bears are going to do because we've settled and we're spending our money wisely and we're making good decisions (laughs) and we're going to win the Super Bowl. But let's just say, let's just say there are other divisions in the NFC in a couple minutes. We got a couple minutes because we got to wrap this up. Raybon, we've spent a lot of time talking about Carolina. Meanwhile, Atlanta, quarterback questions, New Orleans, quarterback roster questions. What do we do with these two teams in the NFC South? So I think New Orleans should be the clear favorite uh, for that division. 
But, I, I, you know, I won't spend too much time on them. Let's just go. Let's talk about Atlanta, because I think Atlanta's your sleeper and not Carolina. Uh, because I think even if Carolina makes the right choice at quarterback with that number one pick, I think Carolina is still a year away. A lot of the things that, that we liked about Carolina aren't the same. Like, you know, they don't have Wilkes. They're not playing hard for Wilkes anymore. DJ Moore is gone. Deontay Foreman's gone. You know, Darnold's gone. Like it's, it's just a whole new, it's, it's, it's a whole new team. And a lot of the guys, they Carolina signed in free agency are, kind of average guys. I mean, Deshaun Williams, Tuttle, uh, Hayden Hurst, Sanders, like, you know, Thielen replacing more, like all these, there's, these are lateral moves at best. Um, so I'm not in love with Carolina, but I look at a team like Atlanta signed Jesse Bates, uh, you know, got on Yamada on the D line Bates in the secondary, you get Caden Ellis on the edge uh, you add another, you know, uh, a better backup or maybe even, you know, bridge quarterback in Heineke uh, than Mariota. And you, you have eight picks in the draft. The O-line, it could be very good this year. The offense was already an above average uh, offense and, and it was top three in rushing last year. You got good young players at the skill position. So the defense is really an issue with them. And I think they started to take steps. I mean, you got Bates and, and Terrell, stars in the secondary. Uh, so I think Atlanta in this weak division uh, is, is live uh, to win this thing. So uh, I love Atlanta. And, and then uh, you also go to the, the West and Seattle, I, I think is really interesting. Now, obviously, San Francisco's roster is, is the best in that division. But I think it's a rebuilding year for the Rams and uh, Arizona as well. Seattle's still got 10 picks in the draft. They got five in the top 83. Uh, they've shown that they can draft well uh, in the past. And, you know, they already are are, are kind of ahead of schedule and, and they have a, a solid roster that, you know, if they hit on, you know, two, three, four of those picks and uh, of those, you know, five in the top 83, uh, this Seattle team is going to be looking very good as well. And, and I think make a, be, you know, be a legit player of contender, not just a team that, it's kind of relying on other people to get in. So Atlanta and Seattle uh, are two teams that I think are are undervalued in the NFC. Simon, you have two minutes to respond. Well, I'll just do it real quick so I can give out my picks. I think it's I think both teams are fun upside. Like to me, Atlanta is a fun upside in a division that we have no clue. Like anyone that comes confident, they have a clue what's gonna happen in the South. Who the hell knows? Like that that division is such a train wreck. Of course, the Saints should be favorite, but I just don't know what I'll do with that division. The Seahawks are a great sleeper team. It's The 49ers are going to be the darling of everyone. Everyone thinks they have three quarterbacks right now that could be the starter for that team. So it makes sense. People are going to be heavy on them. But Seattle is a fun team with a ton of draft picks, and it, they believe in Geno. So I, I love where Chris is coming from on those two picks. What are your picks that you want to talk about? Uh, just real quick, people are asking me for an update on divisional bets I made. Um, this past week, I bet Cleveland at plus 400, plus 450 uh, to win the North, AFC North. It's it's just a Lamar bet. It's honestly a Lamar bet. I think the, the, the vibes are so bad now. I think Lamar might be leaving town, or if he stays, I just don't like what's going on there with Baltimore. And on the other side of Cincy, I think Chris talked about earlier in the show, that they haven't gotten better since they, they've actually gotten worse from last year. So to me, they're a team that kind of seems like taking a step back where the Browns, they're going to have that easy schedule, that last place schedule, and they're going to be in a division now, the full offseason with 
you know, a guy that I know people don't like Watson, but before all this BS, Watson was a top five guy. So to me, I'm banking on Watson getting back to form with an offense put around him. I just like the value there. And I can't believe I'm saying it, Chad, but I like what Dallas has done. I, I like the moves Dallas has made. I think people are too in on the Eagles, too in on the Giants, kind of forgetting about this Dallas team. I saw them reach plus 200 last week at a couple books to win the NFC East. That's too high. That's way too high. I think the Eagles have gotten worse. The Giants have made a couple of improvements, enough improvements that they should be, you know, closer to the Cowboys and Eagles. I don't know about that. So to me, the Cowboys are kind of left for dead. People have a bad taste in their mouth how Dak ended the playoffs. They're, they don't believe in them. I'm with you. I'm not betting them to win a Super Bowl. I will not do that. But at plus 200 to win the NFC East in a division that we just see it every year has a turnover. The same team hasn't won it in over 20 years, back to back. So just at plus 200, plus 175, I would take that now in Dallas if you're looking for a nice little bet here on an NFC East team. Guys, that was spirited. I uh, I can't wait to see who ends up being the number one overall pick. Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. I feel like that's our long shot, and it will just blow everybody out of the water. People <laughs> will not believe that a Northwestern tackle was taken number one overall. But listen, we all know Frank Reich doesn't like short quarterbacks, and he you know, wants to mold his own guy. So that eliminates Bryce Young and CJ Shroud. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Raybon, listen, Raybon, we're going to see you this weekend because we got this big event at Mad Hatter in uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. People should go to, to uh, actionnetwork.com. Just type in Action Network and March Madness event into your Google search bar. You'll find the RSVP for that. Go sign up. Uh, I'm looking forward to spending some time with Raybon. Simon, I like seeing your face. Uh, this has been the favorite podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman for Simon Hunter, for Chris Raybon, for producer Matt Mitchell. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. I mean it. Subscribe directly to the Favorites Podcast. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.